Welcome back to men drinking beer and talking stuff. Welcome back. How's it work again? <laughs> we haven't gone anywhere. This what's, is like literally what's the our, first. What's our thing correct you said? title? We exactly. are the Men Talking Over Beer podcast. Yes, we, we had a oh, really. Um, we had Michael from um, Pennant Hills. Pennant Hills, mm. yeah. It's the only email we got this week. Good on you, Michael. It's a hundred percent improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Michael was giving us a bit of a, a critique, if you yeah. will. And okay. that what critique, do you say? That critique was on the men talking over beer at Gmail. No, it was men talking over beer at Gmail. At gmail.com, yeah. Com. And what Michael said was we were um, spectacular entertaining. See, we were entertaining. And moist. And Very moist. I don't know about moist. They Carson. Keep your so private I, life to yourself. I just needed to frame the word moist because people out there love the word moist. So no, I they, frame, they hate it. Frame the word moist. But no, he no. did actually say a couple of things that we probably need to take on board. He said that we we stray off topic a bit. So um, I'm sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> yes. and I, I would like to call bullshit because we don't actually have topics. <laughs> That's a point, Carson. We, we, I don't think we've had a topic yet, have we? All right, let me jump in and start this by making sure we all cheers and clink our little drinks and clink. Oh, oh, God, before thought, we introduce I, ourselves one more time. I thought you were going to set a topic. So I'd like to say a big hello. In fact, why don't the guys say hello themselves as we go around and uh, uh, my name is Sydney hello I'm Carson I'm the smart one hello and good evening I'm Graham and I'm Eddie um, I'm the just here to make one? up the numbers nice work I'm Moses and I'm going to drive this next topic and this topic is going to be a little bit he's is the, the word f- morbid is the word he's a philosophical one. it's it's not sociological it's not phenomenological it's Pathological? reflective, hardly pathological. It is about experiences that you have or perceptions that you gain when you have a near-death experience. Oh, this is going deep. What do you learn? Well, hey, look, I remember when I had a near-death experience with a car accident and I was flying over. We were going to take over a car on Camden Valley Way. You may know the road. We do. My friend was driving. He said, right, we're going to take over this slow driver. We're a bit pumped. We're a bit excited. We we enjoy each other's company. We're laughing and giggling. So we swerved out into the right-hand lane and a grey car, which had virtually blended into the road, um, You've got to watch turned up gray right in front of our face. So my friend swerves to the right-hand side of the road. And you know Camden Valley Way, there's only two lanes. There was no road. It ended up being onto the gravel, which ended up being into the farmland. And we went over Dukes of Hazard style, Yeehaw. a water pathway, and just crashed on the embankment on the other side. Car was written off. Is anybody else thinking about Daisy Duke right now? Daisy Duke, yeah, both cheeks. As we're doing it, and this maybe you've had this experience, time slowed down. Oh, absolutely. We're yes. in the air. Like 16 years of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not torture. We've gone through the air. I've looked at him sideways, and it's all in slow motion. I've looked at him, he's looked at me, and we've both gone, and You're ugly. Yeah, that's right. We land on the other side with a thump. He was in a beautiful 86 Celica or something. It was fantastic. Well, it was those, those words have never been said before. A beautiful 86 Celica. I love Celicas. What are you talking about? Oh. They're the ones with the smiles on their faces. 
They're gold. Classics. They're classics. Mm. Okay. He's the old. idea, and I'm going to take it to the to the crowd. What experience do you have that was near death, and what did you get out of it? Who's got something to add? That I should never say I do. <laughs> you should say I don't. I don't. I don't. So, I don't. You might also want to say I love you, Marianne. Eh, she knows it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to stay on track with the near-death experience. When did you nearly die, Carson, besides when you got married? I'll tell you what. I'm going to go back 10 days when I have to put my, my poor cat down. Emotionally, I oh, died. wow. I died. I've not cried that much. Yeah. And just openly, I woke up in the middle of the night just in tears. After 19 and a half years. Eddie? Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying, Carson. Um, there's there's two types of people. There's uh, pet people and there's non-pet people. Absolutely. And a pet's part of the family. Correct. It's, it's with you for years and years, and they literally are part of the family. It nearly killed us when we had to put our dog down a couple of years back. Um, so, yeah, I get what you're saying, Carson. It's um, one of those things you, you you don't want to do, but you've got to do. Correct. Um, you, you, it's hard to say. Yeah. I made the decision to put, especially in my case, my cat mentally was... Still there, body was failing, kidney yeah. disease and all that, but mentally it was alive, it was happy. So you could still outwit you? Well, most people, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, are, there are ants running around the pool that can outwit me, but that's, you know. All right, but the, the, the target, thank you for that, that's, that's actually quite beautiful. But when did you actually die? Sydney, do you have an experience where you physically nearly died? Um, when I was probably 18 come 19, um, I lost a whole lot of weight. Uh, nobody could work out what it was. Uh, by the time I was submitted to hospital, I was around about 50 kilos. Wow. And that involved a bit of like emergency surgery. And I remember I was in hospital for maybe three weeks. It was probably about eight months of recovery. Uh, I know during that time they had issues such as uh, my lungs collapsed. I can remember I had to relearn how to walk again. I, I remember that was the that was the most humbling thing. Um, just I mean, not lengthy, but learning how to walk again. Needing once you did, having to need like nurses' help just to do simple things like shower, toilet, you know, that kind of thing. That's a humbling experience, isn't oh, it? Oh God, yeah. To, to let to, yourself go. I had to learn to walk again after I did my Achilles, and I. I never took walking so much for granted in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, that. yeah during that time, you, I mean, you, you learn very quickly, you fight it, and then you realise there's no point in fighting it. You have to accept it as the only way to move forward. My, my Marianne lost her mother 10 years ago. Do you have a picture of your mother in your bedroom? See, for a long time she did. Uh, and? and I had major issues getting intimate with a picture of Marianne's mother in the room. Tell us more. How did Mary Ann handle that? And how did you handle the delicate subject of saying, could we get rid of your mum's picture? Not in our space. But not in our personal space. I said, I, I don't feel that it's healthy for our relationship. Luckily, she respected that. Nice one. Nice one. Eddie. Yeah. Uh, your dad has passed away. Dad died back in 1989. I reckon you still feel his presence. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, particularly when I'm with mum. Yeah. Um, he, they had a somewhat of a pact. Um, they knew it was coming for a long time. Yeah. He had uh, emphysema, so he found out he had emphysema. He gave up smoking that day. Wow. But Too late? Too late, yeah. 
And the last 20 years of his life were pretty horrible to go through as a family. I mean, he was on a, an oxygen bottle at the end. Um, then he moved into a palliative care unit over in Berry. Yeah. Um, That'd be horrible. Were you? Yeah, in, were you in Sydney? Not, not the nah, palliative care, was, but was, in Berry. Yeah, I was in. Yeah, Berry's a uh, <laughs> come on, much like San Remo. Um, <laughs> but Berry's um, kind of been described as the asshole of the universe, <laughs> um, and their sister town is San Remo, I believe. <laughs> but yeah, moved into a palliative care unit, and uh, I was in Nowra at the time. Um, oh, I got a phone call when I was at work. Uh, I was working at McDonald's at the time. You were young. And, um, yeah, yeah, I was young. I was 18. So, 18 or so. What, what 20 we... years and 18, that yep. means your dad was sick the whole of your life. Yeah, that pretty much. Day. Couldn't. Um, I have one photo of him uh, holding a cricket bat. That's the only time I can remember him actually wow. playing cricket with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of missed out on a fair bit. As a kid, as far as, you know, going camping, that sort of stuff. Because um, you love that stuff. Oh, I used to, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But um, yeah. it was nice to sort of be there for the whole I, – I, I wouldn't say nice, but it's, um, it's comforting to know that I was there for the majority of the time. If he you're was, not going to use the word nice, sick. what word would you use? Um, Are you sugarcoating this? Was no, it no. a torturous... Yeah, I was fairly torturous at the time. Would the word be reassuring, perhaps? Maybe. Yeah, I'd say more thankful. I was sure. thankful it was um, yeah. it was all over in the end because it end. got pretty horrible there. At, at the last few months. I kind of retreated a bit from it. Uh, I was off doing other things. Um, Did your mum carry that? Yeah, mum carried quite a bit of it. Wow. Yeah. That is... But like I was saying before, I mean, they had a pact and they said, look, whoever of the two of them go first, yeah. they would let the other one know that they were okay. And? And this happened on the 22nd of December. Mm-hmm. So we had the whole family around, obviously, um, after it happened, um, coming up to Christmas. And we were sitting in the kitchen, I think it was, and we heard this crash, this sound. Yeah. And we go into the living room where it was, and this plate that Dad had loved when he was alive yeah. exploded. It just oh, wow. exploded. It was, it was a million pieces. There's no way it could have fallen down because there were bits of broken glass or, or ceramic up on top of the... Cabinet. So yeah, it exploded upwards. Well, it exploded. It was all on the floor and everything. Oh. And mum just walked in and goes, yeah, he's okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got family friends lost their son in a car accident. Yep. Whoa. And um, AFL Grand Final Day, I think 2000, 2002, something like that. I'd do anything to get out of the AFL Grand Final Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, That's tragic. Um, a pelican landed in their pool. Now, they're in the middle of Adelaide, suburbia. Pelican landed in their pool. About an hour later, the police rock up. They didn't hear anything of the pelican, just weird pelican. Um, the police turn up saying, your son's dead. Pelican stayed. The next day, Pelican was back. They went to his funeral four days later. Pelican was on the pool. They arrived back from the funeral. The pelican was gone. Wow. Are they Aboriginal? No. No. They take the pelican as... Yeah, a spirit of his or a connection. Yeah, some, well, that's yeah, that's all you can think of. But, yeah, but, I mean, it just seems so random that you know an hour before you find out he's dead, 
A, pel- a random pelican arrives in suburban Adelaide, nowhere near water, and lands in their pool and just sits on their fence and near their pool and all that. And he's there for every day for four days. And then when they return from the funeral, it's gone. It's gone. Mm. Pelicans are, are a symbol I've of sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. What have you gained from having that experience of someone dying? Like it's not just someone dying, it's it's also, it, it comes back to you. You grow from it. Where have you grown? Where have you valued living because of death? How do you know joy if you don't know sadness? How do you know alive if you don't know the opposite? So just take a moment, think. You've, you've nearly died or someone has died. Yeah. Again, How did you grow? It where, where, where did you go with that? One of my, the memories, memories that haunt me was watching my father take my grandfather, putting him into a hospice care ambulance yeah. to take him to a, a hospice, a death hospice. Did you see your grandfather again? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. But to see him being put in there and, and all he was saying was, don't put me in a home. You're not going to put me in a home. Oh. Please don't put me in a home. Oh. Just don't. You're not going to put me in a home, are you? And that haunts and, you. It haunts me. It really does. Are you going to do the same for your dad? Because I'm a bastard. I ask that question, all right? <laughs> there, is, there isn't a hospice around, but I can't put him in prison. <laughs> you're a bastard. Eddie? Yeah? Um, what did you learn from your dad's passing away and your living through pretty... Yeah. Can I use the word... Traumatic or torturous or was, prolonged? Yeah, prolonged. I'm not sure what word to It was use. kind of like a prolonged torture, yeah. You probably say that as um, one of those things you, you, you kind of live through and, and not know at the time that it's so traumatic, but then afterwards you discover, yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. Has that contributed um, to your persona of a patient person? Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, I try not to get too um, upset about things. So. Well, you're, you're friends with me, so you're definitely patient. <laughs> you've got, yeah, you're a very yeah, giving yeah. person. I think, I think you've got to be. Uh, you've got to be patient to be friends with Carson. Um, what I think I've learnt is you just live every day like it's your last day. You can do things you want to mm. do and and be there for your own family. I mean, you don't yeah. want to um, put too strong a point on it, but yeah, you don't want to um, you know miss out. On, yes. on things that, that you may have missed out on in your own um, prior life. Beautiful. Do you, do you feel Eddie, that your perspective would be different had your father just dropped in? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of schools of thought on that. You wonder, is it better if, if someone goes quickly and you don't go through all that pain? But then when, when you do go through the pain, I mean, you, you don't get a chance to say goodbye. So mm. that's, yeah. yeah. That's why I say it was kind of um, a blessing in a way and then an even bigger blessing when it was all over because that pain was gone and, yeah, you, you just move on. Life's a funny thing. You just you move on. I tortured Eddie, you earlier, Sydney. I was about to say, uh, Eddie, you have this ability that I wonder if it's drawn from your own experiences where you can separate the person from their behaviour. Like, they can behave like a dick but you can still like them. You referring to Carson? <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? You can, I thought it was me. <laughs> you can separate the behaviour. Oh, shut up! <laughs> you can separate the behaviour from the person, and I've always noticed that ability in you. Yeah, like they could be complete dick, you know, that night and say, 
well, that's just an anomaly kind of thing. You could, you're really good at that. Yeah, I don't know if, it, if it's a direct correlation to, you know, the, the death of my father, but um, he, he was a very um, short-tempered person. Wow, that's the opposite yeah, of himself. Yeah, he was yeah. very much short-tempered, um, had a really short fuse. Um, Did that have a lot to do with his condition? Oh, I think he was a lot of... Um, a lot of resentment for the condition he had. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, Especially knowing that he bought it on himself. Would be oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he was very, he was pissed off that, yeah, he knew he was going to die and he didn't want to go. He was... Um, did yeah. he torture... Did he torture others with that experience? Uh, I know that's a weird... Not really. Know, forgive no, me for the question. No, not really. He very yeah. much put it on himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Look, in, in your question, uh, Sydney. I don't know. I think that's just the way I am. If this has brought up any issues for you or any listener, um, talk to someone. Like genuinely, talk to someone you trust who will give you the right feedback. Talk to someone you trust. And um, if you want to email us, if you want a way of letting go, do that. And if you have experiences beyond the normal paranormal the supernatural look don't just dismiss them if you're having dreams about people who you've lost or animals that you've lost hang in there we're with you we share the experience from men talking over beer from one of our more somber episodes i think it was a pretty harsh episode wasn't it we'll leave it with you share with us if you if you want to if you don't it's okay men talking over beer at gmail.com and on Facebook, men talking over there. Okay, so it's from Moses. Goodbye. Sydney. Goodbye. Carson. Copy you later. Eddie. Hoo ha. Cheers. Goodbye. Arrivederci. This podcast ever <laughs> end. <laughs>